Today, I'm going to talk about one of my favorite things to talk about, which is impermanence. Now, I've talked about it before, but I'm going to talk about how it applies to the different areas of our lives, uh, you know, in ways that it creates suffering, right? So, of course, impermanence, um, if you are not familiar, is a concept in Buddhism that essentially notes that everything is always in a state of decay, that it's not permanent, impermanence. The idea there is to recognize that kind of all things are changing all the time. And so that if we can grapple with that fact, if we can really give ourselves over to this notion that everything is always changing, then we'll be less and hopefully, ideally, completely free from attachment to everything. And so what does that really mean? And what is the valuable outcome of that? Right? So what that means in terms of not being attached to anything is we can look at very surface level things first. This is playing the game on easy mode. <laughs> so say we are going to order a cup of coffee and they, we say, hey, I'd like a double espresso, please. And they say, oh, actually our espresso machine is broken right now. We just have a pour over or drip coffee or whatever, cold brew. If you are attached to your desire to have an espresso, then you can get really irritated and you'll react in some way. You'll generally be frustrated may say something, make some comment to the person there. You may be kind of angry. And then if you begrudgingly order something else, even though it's delicious, you won't be able to enjoy it for what it is, which actually, since we're talking in these, this realm right here, I would say that this is really a good analogy for the true nature of reality, reaching and connecting to what is ultimately true and staying present with that and how beautiful it is, right? So the true nature of reality in this analogy is that you order this espresso, they don't have it, then you get this pour over coffee, but that pour over coffee is beautiful, but just objectively on its own outside of the story of it not being what you wanted, it is incredible. These beans have been grown across the world. They've been meticulously selected by some person. They've been roasted with care by another expert. They've been shipped. Well, hopefully they were shipped first and then roasted locally. Then they were put into some exquisitely designed burr grinding machine ground down to the perfect type of granule size and weight and then 
water that was at the exact right temperature in a device that was designed to tell you what the temperature of the liquid inside is was then poured over this perfect ground in a circular fashion as to release the CO2 and all of the excessive oils soak into the nice intentional filter that they put on the grounds end. And it all drips down into this incredibly engineered cup that you then could take and effortlessly drink in and enjoy the rich, nuanced aromas and flavors of those coffee and also the feeling of warmth and clarity and vitality that it gives you. But instead of that, this hypothetical person looks at the at it and goes, ugh, this is not what I wanted. I wanted the espresso. <laughs> this sucks. I hate this cup of coffee, but I'm, I'm going to just drink it anyway because I, I want something. See, that's missing. That's where the damage of attachment is that you, and you, you know, your ego is connected to the story of what you thought you wanted. And continuing to be attached to that keeps you from experiencing what is present in all of its beauty and all of its glory, all of its abundance. My friends, this podcast is sponsored by HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why they're America's number one meal kit. You know, the really cool thing about HelloFresh is not only do they have uh, a lot of different options meal-wise for you to choose from and fresh ingredients and easy to follow recipes and all that stuff, but it's, it's cool because I really like cooking. It's a very meditative experience for me. And uh, there's something kind of fundamentally like human about it that I really, really enjoy. Um, and so it's great because HelloFresh is a way that you can still do some meal preparation. It's not like you are just throwing something in the microwave. You're still cooking, you're still interacting with your food, having that kind of beautiful human experience of uh, connecting with your food in the process, but they make it easy for you because they give you a recipe. You know, you don't have to go search online and try and figure it out and then go find the ingredients. They have it all together for you. They deliver it so that you can just bust it out, set it up, prepare your meal, and then you're good to go. So HelloFresh is a great way to save time, but still enjoy the only the good part of preparing your meal at home. Another awesome thing that HelloFresh is doing is giving all subscribers free breakfast for life. That means you'll enjoy a totally free breakfast item with every single HelloFresh delivery. So right now, go to HelloFresh.com slash HitMeFree and use code HitMeFree for free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com dot com slash hit me h-i-t-m-e free with coupon code hit me free
Another scenario in which you are not attached, you would go into said coffee shop, and we'll, we'll use me. This is how I would, which I'm a pretty non-attached fellow. This is how I would approach that if this happened to me. I go in there. I say, yes, I'd like a double espresso, please. They say, sorry, that is not an option. The espresso machine is not working right now. I'd go, oh, that sucks. Um, let's see. I will have a pour for coffee instead. Thank you very much. And then I would immediately let go just naturally because I'm practiced in it. I would just go, okay, well, I guess I'm not having that now. And now I look to the new pathway with curiosity and excitement. I think, ooh, I'm excited to try this pour over now. This is going to be amazing. As opposed to, I hate this sucks, this isn't what I wanted, and I'm irritated. And then I will sit down and have an incredible experience, and then inevitably I'll wonder, I wonder if this is actually better than what the espresso would have been. Like this, and also, what can I abstract from this experience? Like maybe I, maybe I'll want to try this kind of coffee bean from now on, or perhaps X, Y, and Z. Let's, you know, get into the reality of this moment for all that it is, as opposed to being deeply removed from it and constricted in some mental story. Now, I'm very, very proficient at that level of attachment. And I imagine a lot of you are too. But if we look deeper at our attachments, at things where there's like, cause there's no stakes in a coffee, really. You know, maybe your ego, your preferences. Oh my, not your, not your preferences. <laughs> Anything but that. Anything that, but your preferences being disrupted and not met every moment of the day. <sighs> yeah. So, you know, if we look deeper, if we look deeper at, uh, deeper than our preferences, then, you know, the stakes, things get more, much more difficult. Like, let's just go to, the, I guess just the worst thing I can think of is like if someone, the doctor calls and says, hey, your wife is terminally ill and you got, you know, two weeks left. I would not go, huh, well, that sucks. Uh, let's see what else is going on. <laughs> like, well, everyone dies. And so working with the day-to-day -day levels, not the tragedies, the ones that kind of just keep us from experiencing, you know, the majority of goodness in our lives, right? Just keeping in mind in, in monitoring our attachments somewhat, monitoring our reactions to our attachments, and remembering how everything is always changing. Everything's always growing. New things are coming into being, and that's the real important thing, and I've talked about this on this podcast before, is that I've got, people think of impermanence and they think it's all, doom and gloom like okay cool so everyone i know and everything i love will die and run into nothingness like well yes but, but that's not the point that's trying to be made 
And uh, it, it struck me one day to add the other end of it to sweeten up the the vision of impermanence. And like I said, I've shared this before, but it's like for things to always be decaying, then things must always be coming into existence. So we train our, our mindset on that perspective. It can be quite fruitful feeling because as we move through life, like everything's always going to be changing. Like the patterns that we exist in, you know, the people we know, where we live, what we do, what we like, what we dislike, like what we're capable of doing, um, X, Y, and, you know, so, so on and so on and so on. Like even our clothes, like you don't buy one pair of sneakers and then they're just good for the rest of your life. Like they, they, you know, get banged up, they break down, you have to buy new ones. But the, the thing is, is that whenever you buy new ones, that's the new thing coming to existence. And look at what happens. So you may, so say you have a pair of, of shoes that you really like and you have them for a year or however long you keep your shoes. I don't know what you're doing out there. And uh, then they're breaking down and you're like, oh, this really sucks. I like these, these shoes, but I got to get rid of them. But then when you go find the new pair of shoes and you, you acquire those, acquire like it's a business, you, if you pay 50 million and acquire this, invest in this new pair of shoes. Now, when you, when you buy a new pair of shoes, um, what happens is like that, that it's something new coming into your life and you approach it with a curiosity. You buy something, maybe a little, you know, new style and it creates excitement. It creates new vitality. It creates curiosity. It gives you that feeling of like, Ooh, feeling sharp now. got this new pair of shoes on. You're going to go out of the world. Yeah. I mean, so that's, that's it. You know, we apply And so if we can kind of learn to apply that in everything, it really does have a transformative effect on your life. Instead of seeing things that, you know, don't go your way or don't meet your preferences or that inevitably must change as like something to mourn, looking at them, letting go of that attachment to how things are or were and looking at how they, they're going to be or they could be. Like getting in tune with the curiosity and the excitement and going, okay, well, you know, like say you lo lose your job and that can be quite, destabilizing for people which i understand but then instead of just freaking out about it and having anxiety and whatever being like well this sucks and it's going to be tough but like maybe this happened for a reason like what can i do now like what is the new path forward going to be who will i meet like what what will i learn like this is maybe i'll make some more money this is going to be interesting let's go figure it out like instead of i'm now because things have changed you know things are terrible. So anyway, it's a, a very useful, use, looking at impermanence in that way, using it in that way to your advantage and just flipping the mindset uh, is really, really viable. It keeps you from getting hung up on you know, surface level, silly things throughout the day. It surprises you with new dimensions of, you know, objective, objective reality, the true nature of reality that you hadn't anticipated so that you have fresh, like new dimensions to your experience. And it keeps you tuned into this growth and expansive mindset that ultimately leaves you feeling much more energized and much more, um, much more of an appetite for your own existence than you would have had otherwise.